If I were able to sit down and interview Jesus, what would I ask? What a great question. That and a couple of others. So you don't want to miss it on this episode of Ask. Welcome once again to Ask. I'm Pastor Jamie. We're on site at Cornerstone Church. Uh, this is where you ask questions, I answer them. So you can go to our website, cornerstonebv.org, and go to the media page. It drops down to Ask and just submit your question from there. Super easy to do. We need your questions. If you have the question, most likely someone else has the same question too. So uh, we need them. So bring them forward. Uh, maybe you'll hear them on a episode, you'll definitely hear him on an episode at some point coming up. Uh, so uh, first question today, even though, uh, sorry, in the Bible, in numerous places, it states, fear of the Lord, I'm paraphrasing, it also states that our God is a loving God. How are we to love and fear our God simultaneously? Um, so this is actually a Hebrew word, yirah, which is, um, is how it's pronounced, and it translates fear of the Lord, but it also can mean respect, reverence, and awe. But there's an aspect of such an overwhelming sense <clears throat> of who God is. So much so that when in the Bible someone meets an angel, uh, the reflection of God's glory and holiness is so much, even on that, the people are immediately in such awe that they drop to their knees. I think it's important to remember that about God. Um, it doesn't, it is not a contradiction to love. I think love we tend to think of as this, this very fluffy sort of um, um, everybody's just kumbaya, nothing uh, ever happens that isn't just gushy feelings. And I'm not trying to belittle, and I'm just saying that's not love. Love is an, as an actual uh, verb. It is, it is is to be devoted to, um, right? I love my wife. It doesn't mean that every moment is just gushy, positive feelings. It means we, we have to, to engage in certain topics that are sometimes hard because we love each other, right? As an example. So when we think about God, we too often think, oh, God loves you and you love God. And, and I'm not, again, I'm not trying to demean that, but, but if we think of it too much in just that respect, we lose the, the respect and the awe of, of God. We, we forget, like, well, when I see God, I'm gonna ask him, you ain't asking him nothing. You're gonna get on your knees because you'll be overwhelmed with who he is. We've lowered our view of God. So when we see movies and he's, you know, he's, he's, he's a nice old guy, sometimes with a beard that's just friendly and, uh, you know, and we're, we're like, oh, I love God. He's so good and he cares about me. God, God is, uh, is such, his presence is so holy in comparison to who we are in this life that it's it's almost crushing in how much of awe it brings when we're in his presence. Um, think of just the awe you have when you notice God is at work in your life. Something happens, you, he answers prayer like, like a second after you pray it and the chills that you get, like, you know, that's just a tiny whisper of what it's gonna be when you're actually in his glorious presence. And so it's not a contradiction of love, of, of, of loving God is to not, it's not a fear in that like you're running for, away from him, it's that you recognize, wow, like he is so glorious, he is so holy. But then when you realize that's who God is, he has every right to destroy us because of how holy he is and how sinful we are. And yet he sent his only son to die for us. Like that's how much he loves us. When you kind of put those two things together, your love for God actually grows, 
rather than diminishes. When you think, this God, who I should be crushed under the weight of his holiness, reached down and saved me for all of eternity. Wow, right? How can you not then grow in, in love towards him? So I think that's how those, those two things connect. But great question. Uh, Pastor Jamie, number is the second question. If you were able to sit down and interview our Lord Jesus, uh, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ on the next episode of Ask, what would you ask him? If you were able to speak, first of all, I just let him do ask because what, what do you need me for? Um, but I got thinking about that and it's like, like if, if I could sit down and say, hey Jesus, like actually ask him questions um, that aren't just, you know, so what was it like, like those kinds of questions? Uh, I, I, th I think the first category would be what are we as a church, not just Cornerstone Church, but that's part of it, but as, as your people, as Christians today, what are we getting wrong? Not the stuff that I know is very obvious biblically that we're just doing wrong, uh, but things we think we're doing right. Because you look throughout church history, they thought they were doing it right, and looking back, like that wasn't right. You know, so so what are we what are we doing? What are we emphasizing? Where are we wrong? I would ask the same question about myself personally. Again, not the struggles that I know are wrong, because I already know, right? But the things that I think, no, I, th I think I'm doing this right personally. And I just asked Jesus, like, what, what are some of those things that you're like, no, 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 you should do it this way. Um, I'd probably also ask him some biblical questions that I feel like clarification would be awesome, right? Like surrounding issues like divorce and remarriage. What should we do in these situations, right? That is honoring to you. Uh, uh, women in ministry, there's so many fights over that. Like, where does that play out? How does that play out? Um, I'd, I'd ask, uh, just just the, the um, to, to clarify that men's responsibility for our sin and to trust in you and your sovereignty uh, that you call and elect us to salvation. How are both of those true? Can you give me some, people ask this all the time, well, how should I answer that? I, I, and I can think of a hundred more, but that's probably where I would, I would start. Um, and and uh, it's a great dream, but um, you know, probably have to wait for heaven for that. In the meantime, he's left us to, to kind of wrestle with those issues, right? Uh, thirdly and last, what language will we speak in heaven? Um, that's another interesting sort of question to think about. Like what, what, what will we speak in heaven? Um, the Bible doesn't tell us, so I can't tell you what that is. But here's what is the case, is there won't be languages in the, in the sense that you don't understand or couldn't immediately learn it. Um, that if you look at, at Genesis, Genesis chapter 11, it's the Tower of Babel, they all had a common language and God actually sort of uh, judged them in, in having other dialects and languages because they were so unified in their rebellion to God and trying to be like God. And so he actually did that to humble them and to make sure that didn't happen. But then when you see at Pentecost, which we've just gone through in our sermon series in, in the book of Acts, right, where, where they're speaking in their own, and they're speaking and people are hearing miraculously their own tongue, that shows when the spirit filled the new age, there's gonna be such unity uh, amongst God's people that that however he's going to work that out, whatever the language is, or if we just speak our language and people can hit, I don't know, but there will be unity uh, in that, no longer the, the confusion that happened because of the Tower of Babel. All right, great questions. We need more, so submit them on, on our website, cornerstonebv.org. In the meantime, hopefully we'll see you this weekend as we continue our Acts series, uh, 5 o'clock Saturday or 9 uh, or 11 o'clock, either one on Sunday morning. God bless. See you soon.